Sustainable design is more than a buzzword these days. For brand owners and manufacturers, it's becoming an economic imperative. As regulations such as extended producer responsibility gain traction, I'm Norbert Sparrow, editor of Plastics Today, and my guest on this edition of Plastic Possibilities is device development engineer Michael Keeley, who led the development of the Design for Sustainability process at JBL Healthcare. In this podcast, he describes his approach from material selection to design for disassembly and how this organizational change can help deliver long-term cost savings for all manufacturers. Here's our conversation. Well, hello, Michael Keeley, and welcome to Plastic Possibilities. Hi, Norbert. How are you? Great, and 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 thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk with us. Um, and let's jump right in. Um, so you're at JBuilt, and one of your objectives is to incorporate sustainability into the supply chain and product design, and notably in the design of medical devices. We'll talk about that work uh, later on in this podcast. But let's begin by talking about some of the more general aspects of sustainable design. Um, I should add, this is not necessarily a new phenomenon, but it has taken on a greater sense of urgency as extended producer responsibility gains traction. And that, of course, holds manufacturers accountable for products throughout their entire life cycle. Sustainable product design really begins with material selection, including the use of mixed plastics, which creates complexities in terms of recyclability. So, Michael, what are your recommendations in that regard? Yeah, so so where I work, I work in the in the design team here in uh, in Jabel, and where where we see it as key is really uh, assessing at the early design stage of the device, so really considering design for, for sustainability um, at the conceptual design stage. So before any um, any prototypes or any physical parts are made, is where you have the most flexibility where you can integrate sustainability uh, more easily. It's less cost and um, you take less time than at that later stage in the development. So as, as you move towards production of the device, your flexibility to introduce sustainability is less and the cost to do, to do so is more and obviously the time to, to implement those changes is more. So really we, we consider at the very start, so we look at um, plastic materials is key, so the material selection is key. So we look at it really holistically from, from, from start to finish of how we can uh, choose more sustainable plastics so that 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 starts from looking at the at the raw materials. So um, there's many different resin types uh, choices out there. So we look at the most sustainable resins. So um, resin suppliers are, are supplying more and more sustainable grades of, of the same uh, same resin. So I work in in regulated industries and in, in the medical device industry. So there is now, uh, especially in recent years, more and more uh, eco uh, grades of, of the resins that use uh, biodegradable feedstocks rather than um, fossil fuel feedstocks, and then this can have a, a huge impact on reducing the, the carbon footprint of the of the resin, even to the point where it can have a a positive um, carbon carbon footprint uh, in that uh, the actual biodegradable resins. Um, the yeah the life cycle of, of the of the of the resin is such that it can actually uh, uh, yeah uh, have a have a carbon footprint that's uh, positive in that aspect. So we look at it from the very start from the raw materials we choose. We look at the suppliers that make that as well. So what what kind of commitment do those uh, do those resin manufacturers have to sustainability? Do they use uh, renewable sources of energies in their in their in their factories? Do they do they look to reduce all uh, the uh, 
energy from their uh, manufacturer of the resins and you know what's their what's their commitment towards sustainability because we want to choose partners that, that match our sustainability um, uh, goals so um, other aspects of it as well is just to reduce the amount of, of resin in the device we always aim to to, ma to maximize minimize the amount of resin in in the device so that there's a uh, less uh, material for each, each given device reduce the amount of different types of materials as well makes it easier to recycle post use when you have mixed plastics in place to try to reduce the amount of different types and then you know in understanding the real recyclability of the materials as well is there is there uh, for the materials we choose is there uh, an end partner that we can we can work with that will actually recycle that 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 material and bring it back into the circular economy so it's really looking at it from the very start to the very finish and choosing the the um appropriate plastics in the device that that meet that uh, optimum sustainability through the full life cycle of the device great yeah you uh, like you say holistic because you look at the supplier as well as the material uh, all of that um there uh, one other factor that maybe should be considered uh, i know in some cases it it must be is uh, is disassembly at the end of a product's life cycle where that may be needed so what's been your experience with that when is it uh, desirable and what are the challenges in that yeah, again, it's something that we 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 like to consider very early stage in device. So really designing for for disassembly. So uh, the more uh, I guess common approach is really we 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 design for assembly. So you know we optimize the device for assembly. Especially we work with a lot of uh, high volume manufacturing. So we're looking at highly automated assembly and really optimizing the design for that assembly approach. But really at an early stage, if you, if you design for disassembly as well then that can have a hugely positive impact on the um, sustainability of the device. Because if you have resins that are uh, recyclable, but if they uh, cannot be segregated into the separate waste streams, then you know you, you lose a lot of the value in choosing the right materials. So really, we look at it from a very early stage to look at the design for disassembly. So we optimize the assembly device, but we also look at the disassembly. We, we look at uh, optimal ways for uh, how that device can be disassembled post use. You know, we look to reduce the amount of contaminants that can potentially be in the waste stream, like silicons or lubricants that could contaminate a waste stream. We look at disassembly methods that um, are, are easier, so reduce the amount of screws or, or time-consuming disassembly processes, or, or look, or, or, or disassembly processes that are assembly processes that actually. Um, weld the components together so that they're difficult to segregate. So you try and avoid uh, processes like ultrasonic welding or laser welding plastics together. So move toward more towards uh, clips or, or um, other uh, assembly methods that that allow it to be uh, disassembled more easily at, at end of life. Um, so that's that's really the the key for us is is considering that disassembly at the early stage and looking at the full disassembly of the, that device and see how we can optimize that to make um, segregation of those materials easier at, at, at end of life. Got it. So that, that covers material selection, disassembly. Are there any other design aspects that uh, you feel should be considered early in a project to promote sustainability? Well, we look at it, so uh, I guess the, the other aspects we look at it is the manufacturing as well. So you look at the materials, you look at the the design for disassembly and also looking at the actual processes that you use. So how do you convert that that resin into a, a the end product? So you look at certain materials have um, 
a lower carbon footprint or the, or the, the ways of converting that. So materials that need to be processed at high temperatures. Um, we, we look at disassembly messes as well that, that require a lot of energy during the, the disassembly process. We try and uh, look at how that device is, is manufactured as well and how we can optimize that so that it can be um, yeah, produced with, with the, the minimal amount of energy required. Um, so that's a, a key aspect for us as well as aside of the design is, is looking how it actually is to be manufactured. Um, and, and, you know, we also look at, at manufacturing locations and, and we look at yeah, our partners commitment to sustainability as well, like the our site here in, in Bray, um, Ireland is um, uses 100 percent renewable energy. You know, we, we recycle all our, our, our um, devices on site, so no, no waste to landfill. And, you know, that's similar commitments that we look from our suppliers as well, that they, they have that. Um, uh, not just using choosing materials and choosing and disassembly, but they also um, look at how the, the, the devices are produced and using yeah things like using uh, renewable energy and and um, the waste within the process as well and reducing that as much as possible. Right. Well, that's a lot to deal with. Um, tell me, are there some tools available to suppliers and OEMs that can help in uh, achieving these uh, sustainability goals? Yeah, so like key obviously to this. So if we want to, I guess we we have to prove to our customers as well, you know what is what is sustainable. So you know to have some data around that. So we we have a design and we 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 make some design for sustainability improvements to that. How, how do we show that that actually is having a, a positive sustainability impact? So that's that's one one point where the carbon footprint cal calculators come into come into um into their own so there, there's lots of tools out there now so there is the the life cycle assessment model which is the the iso standard that that, that drives these assessments and, and and drives good practice in how you assess the life cycle of the device and its um, and its sustainability and really is having tools that, that accompany that so there are um certainly lots of um companies that that will provide this assessment and there are, there are tools as well linked to cad software as well where you can um, make that that carbon footprint assessment. So, like 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 companies like SolidWorks have uh, sustainability tools where the designer can assess the carbon footprint, and then they can really assess if they reduce the amount of material or if they change the material. They can directly see how that has an impact on the carbon footprint, and it allows them to make data-driven better decisions in sustainability. So, yeah, certainly there are a lot of tools that that, that can support that, and and very necessary in order to make sure that, that what you're doing. Um, is is in fact having a, a positive effect on, on the, the environment, and I think yeah, greenwashing is, is a term that gets put out there a lot. Where 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 you're, what you necessarily say is green in reality isn't uh, doesn't uh, back up. So I think it's important to have data to to prove that what you're doing is actually sustainable and and it is having a um, an impact in reducing the carbon footprint of the device. Right. You mentioned greenwashing. It's something we talked about uh, in the in plastics today quite a bit. Um, but uh, make a good point there. Um, now, all of this is going to require some upfront investment, right? Can you give us some idea of um, what we're looking at in terms of cost? Yeah. So I think there's certainly there's there's um, there's elements of it that are that are more expensive, and there are elements of it where it is a it is a money saving opportunity as well. So. Um, like like I talked about earlier, where there are a lot of um, eco uh, grades of resins, 
typically these these are more expensive. I think they're getting more cheaper the more uh, they're used. Um, the more uh, I guess the more uh, companies that are that are on board with using will, will drive down the price. But but at the moment there is a price differential versus the standard resin and eco grade, and and that's something um, that you would have to. Uh, yeah, it's a higher cost in order to have to meet that kind of sustainable goal. So that's that's one area where some some upfront cost is, is required, and and as well, it, it obviously takes a bit of time. So I think our, our focus would be on optimizing the device for uh, sustainability at the early design stage, and that does require um, more time and effort in order to um, refine that material selection, in order to engage the the correct partners to in the um, in the in the waste industry in order to build an understanding of, of, of how how devices are actually recycled and understand recycling rates and build that build that understanding uh, and also in you know considering the disassembly of device as well as the assembly so these these are factors which which increase cost i think there's um there's also like substantial savings there as well so i think there's there's a lot of cost in waste um certainly on site here we have a, a, a a big uh, waste processing uh, element that that where we segregate uh, all our waste on site and and um, we we grind it down on site as well and and send it for um, for 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 recycling and it's it's made into uh, the plastics that we we that are scrap on site here are we brought back into the circular economy and they make football seats and, and shopping baskets uh, uh, all over the world and that's actually pays for the process itself so previously I guess waste was a cost on site here now, but now, um, you know, recycling those resins, there is um, there is obviously a money-making opportunity and, there, and there's lots of opportunities in the circular economy as well, um, in order that if you, uh, uh, there's lots of projects in Jabil as well, where we um, recycle data centers and where we reuse the racking and we grind down the, the parts and we were able to extract the, the, the precious metals and recycle other components. And, and these are these are positive money making ventures, whereas previously that would have been a waste cost. So I think there's there's um, swings and roundabouts as such and advantages and disadvantages um, from a, from a cost perspective. But um, yeah, in, in, in general, I think most of um, most of the items, it's, it's a marginal cost for, I think, uh, a big gain in, in really, I suppose, uh, yeah, uh, having a positive impact on, on the future of, of the environment. Right. Uh, so you mentioned, uh, you know, that it's um, more time and effort at the outset, uh, but a money saving opportunity. I imagine there and I've been told that sustainable design can contribute to long term cost savings. I think that's what you're talking about there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, like that. That um, I, I think uh, you talk about extended producer responsibility, and I think that's becoming. There is more and more uh, regulations and and requirements on the producers to to be able to to manage that waste. So I think there is a in really getting ahead of the game there and designing devices to be more sustainable now. It's it's much more difficult to change a, a device after it's been produced and to make it more sustainable and to make it recyclable. So really spending that time and effort upfront, where where um, it's 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 less time and, and less cost to make those changes. But if you make those changes at a, at a later stage, the, the cost and, and time impact is, is is very high. So I think really um, optimizing uh, a, a a device for sustainability at the early stage in the long term it's, it's it's a big cost and time benefit over doing that at a later stage in the device 
Right. Um, yes. Um, so, uh, uh, well, let's wrap this up with um, uh, tell us a little bit about at Jabel. You, you've been su- been successful at designing for sustainability, um, and I'm especially interested in, in in the applications of medical devices. If you can share an example or two of what you've done in that um, in that field. Yeah, so one 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 big example is the um sort of Qfinity auto injector is a a platform uh, auto injector device that we've developed at at Jable and that's that really had sustainability in mind. So it's a it's a modular design. So there there is um uh, it's a connected device with with um electronic components and hardware and then there's also a a reusable um uh, drug injecting portion of it as well. So it's really been able to design that uh, that uh, sorry a disposable element that's with that's for injecting the drugs. So really designing that disposable element, and really focusing on the materials there and materials that have a low carbon footprint and that um, are, are recyclable. And then having that that modular design as well. So you designed the the uh, reusable element of it with electronics for for more robustness to have a long life cycle. Um, to make sure that it's reliable so that it meets the full life cycle of the device and then designing the the disposable element with a, with a real focus on the materials and, and recyclability so it's it's taken into account um both those and i think and it's another element of design for sustainability is really um focus on not only i suppose on on, on recycling and and disassembly but also focusing on devices uh, that are multi-use so that they're more reliable, that they're energy efficient in their in their electronics, that they, you know, that they power off. So there's there's other, there's many elements in that design that that focus on not just recyclability and um, circular economy, but also focusing on reliability as well of the device and, and the energy and the power consumption of it too. So that's, I think, one kind of really good example that touches on a lot of good practice for design for sustainability. That's great. Uh, good work. Um, well, uh, Michael, that's all the time we have for this edition of uh, Plastic Possibilities. I do want to thank you for sharing your thoughts on sustainable design engineering. Thanks very much, Norbert. It was a pleasure. Great. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, well, goodbye for now.